We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version, sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate them for that. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Balanji. I got it right this time. It only took me four or five weeks. I'm really proud of myself. Uh, but uh, Ryan, how are how are you this week? Oh, I'm doing good, Scott. Um, yeah, last week went much better. Uh, I think we both had a good week. Um, a few things I wanted to say about last week. Um, before we get started. So the cash lineup that I played ended up being very popular. Um, in the, in the, in the $250 double up, uh, it was duplicated with over 50 people. So over a quarter of the people in the tournament had the same lineup. And in the hundred dollar double up over a hundred people, uh, had the same lineup and there's only a thousand people in that tournament. Now that's fine. I mean, it was pretty yeah, exact, exact same lineup though. Exact same lineup. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's somewhat understandable because we had uh, Dearness Johnson, Mark Ingram, and James Conner. So everybody used those running backs. Yeah. Um, and everybody used Dan Arnold. And um, I'm blanking on the quarterback. Oh, Dak. So, yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say is in the in the $50 GPP, the, the single entry, um, the big $50, um, 50 some people put that lineup into the GPP, which is just crazy. Um, I've never seen anything like that. And, wow. um, you know, we always talk about don't put cash lineups into tournaments. So first of all, they're just not going to win because I mean, that lineup had Dak naked with no pass catchers and oh, wow. um, just no correlation in any of the lineup. And so first of all, it's going to be very tough to just win a tournament. And then even if you do win, um, splitting with 50 some people in that tournament, uh, it's going to significantly reduce, uh, yeah. however much money you win. So, so yeah, just, just a reminder not to put cash lineups, uh, in GPPs, but, um, yeah, anyways, it was a good week. I know you had a good week too. What, how about you? Yeah, it was a really good week. It was, it was close to a great week. I was, uh, in the, the FanDuel bomb tournament, uh, 9,500 people. I was 39th. Um, and you know, one, one swap from like Mike Williams to either Jefferson or, or Diggs, which I considered, and then like drop any tight end down and I, and I win it. So it's like, 
right there, you're happy you do really well, but then you're like, oh my gosh, so close to like, you know, really, uh, you know, season changing money, but uh, still really good. It's funny you mentioned that about Dak. I'm, I had Dak in that tournament. He was only 13% there. So it's, uh, you know, you can see how it opens up in tournaments. Dearness Johnson was my, my, my really, my one really expensive guy. He was or a popular guy. He was 61%. But the key for me was uh, I went Ramondre Stevenson over, um, I mean, Ingram and uh, whoever else you said, uh, James Conner did really well. But uh, Ramondre Stevenson was 6% in that tournament, had more points than those guys. It was a really nice differentiator between there. So, um, yeah, I loved that lineup as I as I got to it Sunday. And just, uh, you know, I, I, it was live. I had Mike Williams going. He could have gone off on, on Sunday afternoon. It would have been good. But obviously, he was quiet. Uh, Kyle Pitts was quiet, too. After our first drive, I had him coming back with the – I had uh, Dak and CeeDee Lamb, and I had him coming back. And first drive, he looked really good. And then the Atlanta, the Atlanta defense – or Atlanta offense just – fully died and they're still dead after we saw what happened last night so it's uh oh, it's uh it's rough i mean you know 10 days ago that was a four and four playoff team and now they have seven points in the last eight quarters so it's just uh it's brutal there but uh, yeah let's jump into uh into week 11 uh we got a, a pretty full slate this week we got 12 games nine early three late it's a it's a very uh, unbalanced schedule um, it's probably because we have we have the big game on 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 uh, in the afternoon. They wanted to kind of get on its own, which is Dallas and Kansas City. But uh, we have the Rams and Broncos on by. We have uh, three primetime games. We won't be talking about New England and Atlanta was last night. Just a horrible, horrible football game in every way. Um, Pittsburgh at the Chargers is Sunday night. Uh, the Giants at Tampa Bay is Monday night. Kind of some weird uh, weird matchups that uh, you probably looked better uh, three months ago than they do now, but. Um, I think the first thing to jump into this week is that we have a lot of low totals. We got one, two, three. We had seven games that are 45 and a half and under, and it makes the one big game stick out even more. We have a game at, uh, we have a 49 and a half and a 50. We'll get into a second, but Dallas and KC is 56. Um, the, the Chiefs games have averaged 50.3 points. Cowboys games have averaged 53.2. So these are two really high scoring teams, two teams that were kind of quiet two weeks ago there, and they got off the mat big time last week. Both scored a lot of points. Um, Crazy enough, uh, it Chiefs at home. Chiefs are 0-9 against the spread the last nine home games. They've been favored big in a lot of those games, probably the reason, but uh, haven't been dominating at home. But uh, this should be a fun one. And as we were talking, kind of getting on the air, as you mentioned, this is a game that everybody's going to want to have a part of. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's, it's the highest total we've seen in a while, yeah. 56. Um, two teams where we already like to target them uh, for fantasy and you know, with the rest of the games, most of them not being appealing. Yeah. This game's going to be very popular, um, very popular in tournaments. Um, so fading it um, would just give you some easy leverage. I mean, you're, you're going to be unique almost right away if you fade that game, but it's a tough game to fade. You know, I'm, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend fading it. You can get um, different in other ways too. Um, you can still stack that game and, uh, maybe switch off some of the popular running backs and you'll be able to get different that way too. So yeah, it's a really good target. Um, but I think there's a couple other spots we can go to and we'll get into that. Yeah. And there's going to be one really, really popular running back, which we'll get to here in, in a little bit, but uh, one that I'm sure everybody knows about, but the other two games that are at least touching um, high totals, we have um, Cincinnati and Vegas is 49 and a half. Uh, the game in Las Vegas and then Indian Buffalo at 50, you know, obviously to do with the the Bills offense, another team that like kind of like Dallas really struggled two weeks ago. Josh Allen struggled and then was really good last week. Yeah, it was like 13.4 uh, yards per attempt. They did they him. We finally got that Stephon Diggs blow up game. Uh, we mentioned earlier, you know, if I had gone with the one swap there, I've been playing at Diggs a lot, didn't get to him uh, 
last week, you know, I liked him, but it just, it was expensive. And I just, uh, you know, it didn't really fit with what I had, but um, two games that uh, I think that, you know, as we're looking for other games that maybe get a little shootouty, um, I like Cincy in Vegas this week. I like it as a game to target um, Indian Buffalo. Uh, I'm less excited about just because Buffalo's defense is so good. And I, you know, I just don't know there. I mean, I love Jonathan Taylor to death as everybody knows, but um, a tough defense to play against. Uh, do you have a game there at, uh, you know, that's not Dallas KC that you find yourself thinking, you know, I think this could get uh, into the, into the mid fifties. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Bengals Raiders game. That, that would be my favorite one. I, I really like the Cincinnati side of that game. Um, Coming off a bye and uh, the Raiders playing Sunday night, I mean, Cincinnati will be much, much fresher. Um, they're also, you know, they kind of have something to prove after a couple disappointing games in a row. And then uh, from a DFS perspective, the players in that game are too cheap, at least from the Cincinnati side. Um, Jamar Chase, 7,200. He's been 76 and 75 the last couple weeks. And then uh, T Higgins, his salary just never seems to go up and it, it's a, another clear miss misprice on this slate. So yeah, I, I really like stacking Burrow um, with either Chase or Higgins, but you can do both of them also. Um, I'm planning on having some lineups with both of them. And then yeah. the Raiders, um, the Raiders side has some appealing runbacks. Uh, Renfro has been getting a lot of targets. Uh, you can always go to Darren Waller. He he looks like one of the better tight ends on this slate, and it's a good matchup for him too. Um, but I'm thinking about running it back with Brian Edwards. Um, 4,100, when you do that, it just it allows the rest of your lineup to look a lot better, um, saving some money at receiver. Uh, we saw him catch uh, a long touchdown on Sunday night, um, and he should continue to be more involved now that they don't have rugs, they don't have a deep threat. Um, he's sort of like their de facto number one wide receiver. Um if you don't count Renfro and Waller. Um, so, yeah, I really like the Bengals stack. Um, I think Joe Burrow bounces back, and I think uh, one or both of those receivers go for big games. And I guess I should mention Boyd, too. You can play uh, Tyler Boyd in this spot. He'll be uh, the, the the least popular of the three Bengals wide receivers, um, but he's cheap, 4,800, and it's a good spot for him, too. Um, if I had to single out, like, my favorite stack, it would probably be Burrow with Chase and or Higgins, um, and then run it back with uh, Renfro or Brian Edwards. Uh, what about you, Scott? What are what are you looking at this week? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I like that game too, and it's an interesting spot. But uh, in, in terms of like favorite stacks, since you, since you went there, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump there right now too. Um, I really like Cincinnati too. That's probably the one that uh, probably the one that I would have gone with if I had to go favorite stack. But I. I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of eat some chalk and get different elsewhere. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dallas as my favorite stack. I love I love Dak. I love going with CeeDee Lamb. You could go with Amari. I think the key is you go with Michael Gallup too. He's 4,200. Um, you know, great bounce back spot last week for Dak, and he delivered 296 two touchdowns. Had that late rush TD, which is huge. Uh, really moved my teams up when he scored that late kind of kind of the garbage rushing touchdown, which you'd love to see. But you know, the, the Chiefs have just not played quarterbacks well. There's only three quarterbacks that have not been top 13 against the Chiefs uh, so far this year. It was Baker Mayfield, Tyler Taylor Heineke, and Jordan Love. So like quarterbacks, you don't really expect a lot out of. Um, the Chiefs are 27th in, the, in in yards per attempt at 8.0, so they're giving up a lot. Um, I love CeeDee Lamb. People have heard me talk about CeeDee Lamb plenty. I drafted him early this year. He was 6 for 94 and two touchdowns last week, and he kind of shut it down early, too. They took him out early. So um, I love the Cowboys stack. Uh, his targets the last four weeks are 
11, 8, 9, and 7, just getting really involved. Uh, the, uh, the the Chiefs play a lot of man coverage. All six of Lamb's touches have been against man coverage this year. He's just he's just killing man coverage, which is, which is uh, I just love this spot. And the thing I like about it, and you have to figure out running back, and we'll get there in a second, but I love running it back with Tyreek Hill. I'm a huge Tyreek Hill player this week. I think that uh, – He's just uh, he's just very involved and due for that huge week. You know he's getting a ton of targets. You look at his targets the last uh, the last few weeks, just massive every single week. 12, 13, 12, 9, 18, 11, and ten. Um, you know lar- yards weren't huge last week. Seven for eighty three and ten targets, but also scored two touchdowns. He's it's a weird year for him. He's he's played ten games, been under eight. He's been under ninety five yards eight times. Over 185 yards twice. There's been like nothing in between. It's, it's been wild. Dallas is 31st in the league in yards per catch to wide receivers. I think this can get very back and forth. I'm not breaking any ground here, but I'm going to do a lot of uh, Dak Lamb, Tyreek, and uh, maybe throw some Michael Gallup in there. Gallup had uh, had a decent game last week, was starting to get involved. I think he had five targets, three catches. So, um, you know, you stole my favorite stack, so I'm going to go with the second one. It's a little chalky, but uh, I'm going to go with the Dallas side running back Tyreek as, as my favorite stack Oh yeah. I love that stack too. And as far yeah, we know it's going to be chalky, but the stack that you mentioned, uh, the Dak CD lamb stack, I think that'll be less popular uh, than the other side. And and a lot of yeah. times people don't like to roster two expensive wide receivers. So the Dak CD lamb Tyreek, um, I think you're going to get, uh, it won't be too hard to get unique after that. Um, so yeah, really I like think, that. Yeah. I think we're getting, I think we're getting big blow up Tyreek Hill game this week. Yeah, me too. So, uh, so the low totals, we mentioned the low totals. There's uh, there's seven of them. This is a, we're going to have to find some players from these games, but man, it's, it's tough. As I was scrolling through these games, a lot of them like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, we have Detroit and Cleveland, 43 and a half. The Niners, I'm a Niners fan, as we all know, got the sweatshirt on. Uh, I was shocked by Monday night's development. I thought the Rams were going to come in there and kind of roll over them. The Niners look so bad against Arizona and uh, they showed, they showed a ton of heart. They showed a ton of fight. They showed a really good game plan. Kyle Shanahan got back to the run and was like, you know what? We're going to run. It's what we do well. I'm just going to stick to it. Um, he he made a joke in the in the locker room early in the game or pregame. He said he wanted to run the ball 40 times. And everybody kind of laughed. Ran the ball 44 times, which is actually I think more than that uh, that Green Bay championship game that everybody talks about how many times they ran the ball. But uh, sorry, I had to get my Niners talking there real quick. Uh, Miami and the Jets at 45. Washington, Carolina, 42 and a half. Baltimore, Chicago, 45. New Orleans, Philly, 43 and a half. Houston, Tennessee, 44 and a half. I don't think I've ever seen a game or a week where we had uh, seven games that are 45 and under. Um, it's a weird, weird time in the NFL. A lot of teams playing defense, a lot of teams playing bad offense, and we're kind of seeing a lot of teams play each other this week. So it's a, uh, it's a weird week in that you have so many low games. That one super high game, um, you know, finding that middle ground and finding some uh, some low percentage uh, roster guys is going to be tough and interesting. Yeah, um, I think there's a couple spots. Um... <clears throat> I don't know. Do you want? Should, should we get into a couple now? Um, uh, yeah. Let, let Let's wait on those. Well, let, let's talk about who who's going to be popular first. Let's talk about yeah, those okay. uh, those cash left guys. Last week you mentioned like there was it, everybody was really popular. That's that's still wild. Those percentages on how many teams are the exact same teams. You expect the same players, but the same team is pretty wild. But let's talk about who's going to be popular. Who we think is going to be uh, you know highly rostered at quarterback. I kind of see a triumvirate at the top. And then I see one cheap guy that's going to be popular. My trend at the top, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is down to 7,600. Allen's 8,100. Lamar's 8,000. Um, do you see a clear uh, guy among this three that's going to be most popular? Where do you fall on these guys? Do you think it's going to be Mahomes because that's the, that's the game everybody's attacking? 
Yeah. Um, I like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, but I do think it's going to be Mahomes. Yeah. Um, basically just for two reasons. One, he's $500 cheaper and two, that's the game with a 56 total. Yeah. Uh, it just makes sense. Um, as far as cash overall, um, quarterbacks, not quite as clear cut this week. Um, I'm looking in the, in the top range, I'm looking at Mahomes or Dak. Um, like I, I think you can go to Allen or Lamar if you have the salary, but that might be tough uh, if you're rostering McCaffrey and uh, an expensive receiver, which we'll get to the other positions later. But I think yeah. at the top, it's either Mahomes or Dak. Um, and then you can go all the way down. You mentioned uh, there might be a cheap guy that's popular. Uh, Cam Newton's 5,100. Um, yep. I'm not sure I will go there, but I understand it. Um, it makes sense. You don't have to do a lot for 5,100 to get yep. there, especially in cash. He has rushing upside, and we know around the goal line, um, he's the probably their main touchdown threat. Um, and then there's one other guy I think is in play. Um, don't cringe when I say this, but it's another I've, cheap I, one. I, I don't have a cheapie down here, so I'm already ready to cringe. Okay, well, it's... Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, that's the, the one I won't. That's the one I won't cringe for. I had him a little bit later. Talked about kind of one-off quarterbacks. I, I think that's workable too. Yeah. Um, so M Miami, you know, that game's a low total, but Miami has an implied total of almost twenty-five, um, and the Jets have just been a great team to target for fantasy. Um, and I actually, you know, if people are rostering Newton, I mean, it, Tua has a better projection. I like. I like Tua better. Um, just one v one, so it can't be too bad for four hundred dollars more. And I think cheap, cheap, going cheap at quarterback um, makes more sense than in other weeks because you know we have McCaffrey and you know Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, those types who are um, in play at the other positions. Um, what about you? Did did I miss anyone? Or I mean, I, I didn't I didn't talk about the mid range. I mean, yeah. you can go in the mid range for cash too. Um, who, who do you like in the mid range? Yeah, you know, not really anyone. I think that it's uh, I think it's one of the four guys you mentioned up top, or then it's uh, I, I'm not playing Cam. I don't like, really like Cam very much this week, but he's so cheap that I, I fully get it. Also, like he could he could the key is he could run in for two touchdowns, and that's kind of all you need at that point. I just don't love I don't love him as a passer, and I hate going with a guy that you, you, I always like running guys. So you, I want a guy that passes too, and I just haven't seen enough. We haven't. I mean, we, nobody has. We just don't know if that shoulder is really there. We don't know how much he can get the ball out. Um, it may burn me, but uh, I'm probably not going to play it. I would play Tua. If I were to go cheap, um, I'd play Tua at 5,500 before I played Cam at 5,100. I probably am in the minority on that one, but um, I prefer that. Uh, cash games or tournaments, uh, I think that uh, I'm, I'm Tua over Cam this week. I just want to see it. I mean, Cam has a great matchup, which is key too. Uh, he's playing Washington. He's given up a lot of passing years. They've been better lately, but you know now Chase Young's out for the year. Montez Sweat is out, so like he just the Washington defense is, is banged up and has not been good all year, improving a little bit. Um, they played Brady pretty well last week, but um, yeah, I think that Mahomes will be the most popular. You know, coming off that game, what he had four oh six and five touchdowns. Um, it'll be interesting in this matchup. I mean, we, uh, we'll obviously talk a lot about 
can't say Dallas would already already have, but um, it means if Cal if the Cowboys go with the two deep safety defense that that have been, been really been uh, bugging Kansas City, they don't play a lot. They play a lot of man, so it's a matter of if they want to do what they do well and see what happens, or if they want to fully adjust and do what does well against Kansas City. So it'd be an interesting, um, you know. I'm hoping uh, I don't know what channel that game's on, but I'm hoping Romo's on that game can break down a lot of defense for us. It'll be fun. I think it's actually the uh, I think it actually might be the Fox game though, so we might get Aikman so he can break some stuff down too. But um, you know, Dallas allowing seven point six YPA Mahomes. Off the huge game in the huge matchup, you know, Sunday afternoon. Um, I think Mahomes will be the most popular uh, in tournaments. That would make me go over to Josh Allen if I'm going to go expensive. But uh, you know, I think I like the matchup against Indy a lot. They're 23rd in the league in YPA at 7.7. He's off the huge game. I think we've uh, he's figured out some defenses too. So uh, I'd go Allen if I want to get different in a tournament. But uh, you know, I think Mahomes will be the most popular. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think Mahomes will. Pro- yeah, probably be the most popular. I think if, it'll be super how, how, how popular do you think Cam will be? Do you think Cam's going to be super popular or just uh, people are going to be sprinkling him in? Like, it just that 5,100 sticks out pretty good. Yeah, it's 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 tough for me. to It's tough to gauge. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, he'll be re- relatively popular, maybe in cash games, maybe in the teens. I, I don't know. Um, it, it I don't because you know I'm with you. I I don't love Cam this week. I I, I prefer Tua. You know I I've heard people talking about Cam and the price tag. It looks very good for 5100, but I don't know. I think there's probably enough people who feel the way we feel. Um, but yeah, it, it won't. He'll be relatively popular. I don't know. Not nothing crazy though. Yeah. Um. So let's get, we'll get into popular running backs here now. But first, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire is making good decisions, and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-I-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. This RotoWire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour-plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. 
Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Ryan, running back is interesting this week. I have a bunch of expensive guys I want to talk about later as in tournaments, like you know how you can get a little bit different or which guys are going to be uh, you, you like the most. But um, of the expensive guys, I think that Christian McCaffrey is probably going to be the most popular. He's eighty nine hundred. Uh, you know, looked fully back again last week. Thirteen for ninety five on carries, ten catches for sixty six yards, and he kind of took off the fourth quarter. Like the snaps looked low, but they got blew they got blown out in both those the game he's played. So he set up both four quarters. That won't happen if the game is relatively close. And against Washington this week, you got to figure that's a pretty close game either way. Um, I guess the 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 risks on this one are, I mean, he's C-Max, so he can beat anybody. But Washington's tough against the run, 3.6 yards per carry. And you worry inside the five, is it going to be all cam rushing touchdowns? Yeah, I think uh, the goal line, yeah, in the, uh, inside the five, I think that's the biggest worry with McCaffrey. Touchdown, upside, is not what it would be with another quarterback. I, I definitely think Cam is is the number one option down there. And and you know, with the way Cam plays, he wants to score those yeah. touchdowns. He he's going to try to run it in when, when Gotta, he, you can't you can't do the Superman celebration unless you score. Right, exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, that's you know a little bit cause for concern. I mean McCaffrey's expensive. You want him to have touchdown upside, but it's just a great spot and can't, you know, he's going to get targeted a ton in the passing game. He caught yeah. all 10 of his targets last week. He, he looked great. He looked great running the ball too. It's, it's yeah. just such a good matchup. Um, yeah, I agree. He's going to be the most popular and I'm planning on playing him in cash. It's just, it's a good spot and his floor is just so high and, you know, it doesn't mean he can't score a touchdown from the 10 or the 20 right. or the 50. So um, yeah, I like cam, but he could get some touchdowns vultured uh, by Cam. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so we're, we're going to jump into the expensive running backs in a little bit when we talk tournaments. I want to jump down. Um, I think there's two uh, running backs down here that are going to be popular. I think one is going to be uber popular, and that is A.J. Dillon. Uh, 6,200. I think everybody's going to have A.J. Dillon cash games, tournaments. Um, no Aaron Jones this week. They're at Minnesota. Uh, Dylan last week is 21 for 66, two touchdowns, uh, two catches for 62 yards. He had a big pa- a pass play. 
they have no one else. Uh, Kylan Hill is out. Uh, Aaron Jones is out. Like, I think they have, uh, I, I can't even remember who that. Ryquel Armstead, I think, might be the backup, which is like, I remember three years ago in the Jacksonville days, people were excited about him. But like, there's nobody else. Granted, Rodgers can throw the ball. Green Bay can throw the ball, go through the air. But like, Dylan's going to be involved a lot. People love AJ Dillon too. Everybody drafted AJ Dillon as like their 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 RB zero guy that they was going to break out. Everybody wanted him, so I think everybody's just been itching to play AJ Dillon all season. Now they have their chance. I think AJ Dillon is going to be uber popular. Six two hundred um, doesn't mean you can't play him. I'm sure I will a bunch. I think he's going to be really good. I think he is really good, which is the key. Like a lot of the times we get these cheap guys off injury and we don't know how good they are. I think we all think AJ Dillon's pretty darn good. And then you got James Conner again, 6,100. Uh, they're at Seattle. Seattle's been brutal against uh, running backs, uh, allowing 180 total yards to running backs so far per game this year. Connor leads the NFL in touchdowns. Didn't wasn't great last week, but still at 64 total yards and scored again. So kind of worked out. He wasn't quite as good as the other cheap running backs, but still worked out. Um, I'd like Connor a lot more if Kyler was back. I don't think Kyler's going to play again. This is really a lingering ankle injury. Um, am I crazy or is AJ Dillon going to be the most popular guy by leaps and bounds on the entire slate? No, you're not crazy. He'll, he'll he's definitely going to be the most popular in cash games and tournaments. I think uh, so too. In cash games, you just plug him in and forget about it. Um, for one, um, it's okay to follow the chalk in cash games. That's, that's actually a good thing. Uh, if, it's a good thing. Um, but for tournaments, yeah, he's going to be the most popular in tournaments too. Um, and that, that's a, you can make an argument for fading based on that reasoning alone. Um, however, yeah, I like Dylan too. It's hard not to, he's just, he's too cheap at 6,200 as the feature back and catching passes now too. Um, and, and goal line too. Like it's just, it's all there. Yeah. It, Everything right, like you know, you could make an argument for this role. He could be seventy five hundred. I, I don't know, you know, as the as the lead back with receiving upside, touchdown upside, playing for a good team. Yeah, it just it just all makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I plan on you know rostering quite a bit of AJ Dillon, even in tournaments. Yeah, in cash games, just forget about it. And then I agree. Yeah, Connor Connor would be the next one to consider. I also agree with you that I much prefer him if Kyler Murray starts. Yeah. Um, we saw the Cardinals really struggle last week without, uh, without Kyler and Connor was on track to, to bust until he got that late yeah. touchdown run in the fourth quarter. I mean, he still only scored 15. So yeah, I'll be looking to fade him if Kyler's not in or else if, if Kyler does play, I think Connor is my third running back in cash as things stand. I mean, McCaffrey, Dylan, Connor seems pretty good. Yeah. Connor would be the one uh, to take out, obviously, if you like someone else or if we get an injury and something opens up. Um, but yeah, let's um, looking at some other running backs in the cheap range. If if you know if we don't go Connor. Um, people are talking about Miles Gaskin. It's the Dolphins again in that great matchup against the Jets. Um, I saw a crazy stat about the Jets against running backs. Um, I don't know if this is exactly it, but I want to say they've given up like 16 RB1s over over this season, and there's only been 11 games. So, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. Two two running backs sometimes against them, but they're, they're just getting crushed by running backs. Um, and... You know, I don't love rostering Gaskin. You know, the, the Dolphins offensive line isn't great. Gaskin isn't great, but the matchups, the matchups great. And he has some receiving upside and, you know, a lot of touchdown equity in this spot. So 
I understand it. Um, I, I, I do. I do too, but no thanks. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. You know, it's, it's probably no thanks for me too. Uh, I'd rather target two in the passing side of that game, but yeah, I get it. You can't argue with those numbers and the, the jets against running backs. Um, let's, uh, let's jump to, rec- we'll, we'll talk about mid-range, mid-range running backs kind of later, later, but let's talk about receivers. Who do you think is going to be popular there? Cause I think it's going to be, I, again, there's a triumvirate of top guys. I mean, most popular. I think Devonte Adams, Tyree Kill, and Stefan Diggs will be the most popular. Um, where do you think, uh, we get uh, the most roster ship out of the expensive receivers? Uh, I think Devonte out of the most, ex- out yeah, of the expensive receivers, I think Devonte will be the most popular, at least for cat for cash games. Um, maybe not for tournaments because that Kansas city Dallas game is, is so appealing for stacks and for GPPs. But yeah, when Devante is, you know, similar, similarly, uh, priced to the other guys, people just play Devante and and it it makes sense. Can't argue with that. Um, first receiver in my cash lineup is probably going to be T Higgins. Um, you talked a little bit about the Bengals being in a nice spot uh, against Raiders already and Higgins salary just never moves um i'm (laughs) guessing it's because he hasn't caught a touchdown since week two um but that's a little bit random you know and he has uh 30 targets i think in the last three weeks and he's getting uh he's getting end zone targets too i know i saw him uh get tackled at like the half yard line the other game i saw ball get knocked out of his hands in the end zone burrow's targeting with deep balls too so i mean that the fact that he hasn't scored a touchdown, I don't think is anything to look into. Um, but I guess that's why his salary is so cheap. It feels like he should be about 6K for the for the targets he gets and and the matchup. But um, yeah, w- what about you? Uh, w- where are you looking as other receivers for cash? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think that uh, I think after I, I like Higgins too at 5400. I think that game. I think a lot of people will will shift to that game, kind of the secondary. Like where where else am I going to get points after? after Casey and Dallas. So I like that. I mean, you mentioned the targets on, on Higgins last week. And he's done well with it too. Like he hasn't scored, as you said, but I mean, 62, 97 and 78 yards. Like he's done, you know, that's what 13.2, 11.7 and 13.8. Like it's been fine production. Like you want, you want that touchdown so you can get 19, 20 points, but uh, it, it's right there. Um, and I, I, I like that game too. I think Higgins for sure. Um, when you're talking about the expensive guys, like you mentioned, like you just kind of said, everybody's going to play Devonte or Tyreek. I wonder if that makes Stephon Diggs uh, less popular than he should be. I mean, he had the explosion games. He kind of figured people were going to play him with that. But you're right. When you look at Devontae and Tyreek, I think people are going to are going to click there. Um, the Colts are allowing a league-high 21.5 points per game to wide receiver ones this year. They, uh, they're they just getting thrashed by by good receivers. Jacksonville did nothing last week, but they don't have any good receivers, so that's the problem. So there, there is no wide receiver one, really, in Jacksonville. Marvin Jones, uh, I was kind of hoping he would do a little bit, and it really, did, really didn't happen. But you look at, I mean, Elijah Moore, two touchdowns. Then A.J. Brown was 10 for 155 and a touchdown the week before that. Debo in the rain was 77 for 100 and a touchdown. So, like, they, they're just getting thrashed by number one receivers. So I wonder uh, – I wonder if Diggs like it just kind of gets a little bit under uh, under roster this week, just because those other two guys are going to are going to suck up so much of it. Uh, yeah, he definitely will for tournaments. Yeah, I think that's a great call. I'd expect most tournaments for him to, you know, be in maybe the single digits. Yeah, even it's um, just hard. It's hard to get him in. Like if you play Casey Dallas, there's just no way you can get him in. If you don't play Casey, if you go if you go with like you were talking with Cincinnati, then you can get him in. But like if you do that, then you're gonna be like, I'm just gonna play Devontae, right? Like it's just there's a lot, there's not a lot of paths 
you know, besides the fact that he's there, people play him to be just a, he's, he's Stephon Diggs. I just think I don't think there's a lot of pass where it's easy to get him in, especially if you want to play C Mac at running back or one of the. We're going to talk about other expensive running backs in a second, but it's just not a lot of pass to get an eight thousand dollar receiver with the way this slate lines up. Right, and especially if you use an eighty one hundred dollar quarterback with him. Yep. Um, yeah, it's very tough to get Diggs in. I think that's a great leverage play in tournaments. We saw Diggs on all of the winning lineups last week. We know what yep. kind of potential he has. Uh, when you can get guys like that and on the single digits uh, in terms of roster ship, yeah, it makes, makes a lot of sense for tournaments. Yeah, um, I think I think Alan Diggs is going to be, you know, that's, that's what is that, 16,000 total. I don't think a lot of people are going to play that stock this week. I think it's going to be everybody's going to be elsewhere. And if you're going to get, like you mentioned, the Bengals one, that people will be on that. I just don't think everybody's going to go expensive bills. I just, I think that in a tournament, I think that's a really interesting way to go. Definitely. Um, just try to run through a few other cash options because receiver is not as clear cut as it's been. Yeah. You know, in recent weeks, there's been a lot of options at receiver some great options that we were just sure to go to, but not so much this week. Um, like Higgins would be my first, as I mentioned, but Elsewhere in that range, I think you can look, you know, people will look at Renfro. His 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 salary is up there now, but I understand it. He's, you know, the top target, nine targets, nine targets, eight targets the last three weeks. It makes sense for cash games. Um, I think Waddle is okay for cash games as the number one receiver in a great matchup uh, with Tua back. I like him much better with Tua than with Jacoby Brissett. Um, yep. I think you could use Amari Cooper in cash games. Again, I'm not like so much of an Amari guy, but but I understand it. It's a good price in the highest total game. Makes a lot of sense. And then uh, the other spot I think you can go, and it's weird, you know, you normally don't target these two guys for cash, but DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, I love I love Lockett this week. Yeah. Um, I like both of them. Uh, good good salary on both. And, you know, should be sort, should be a bounce back spot uh, for, for Seattle, especially if Kyler Murray is out. Um, and... Yeah, just good salaries on both those guys. So those are the other cash receivers I'm looking at. Um, if you want to go all the way down, you mentioned him uh, when you when you talked about the Cowboys stack. Um, there's not much for like cheap value, like safe cheap value, but I'd understand Michael Gallup if you if you really need the salary. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a great spot. Um, he got targets five five targets last week. Um, he was. Yeah, I don't know. There's just not much to say. It's a great spot, and he's cheap. Um, so if you need it, I don't mind it. Um, anyone, yeah. anyone I'm missing, or any? No, I think I, I think after the top guys and Higgins, I think uh, cash wide receiver will be kind of split around. I don't think there's going to be a lot of obvious ones. So as we'll talk, as we talk mid range receivers, we'll, we'll we'll give you some more ideas. But I, I like the Jalen Waddle one is probably the one that I would go with in that range. Just get. I know the depth of targets not great, but he's getting a ton of targets. I think he's a little more upside than Renfro does. I like the touchdown upside there with a little bit. I like the big play upside more with him. I know that, and I do like him, like you said, I like him a lot more with Tua who pushes the ball a little bit more down the field than Brissett does. But um, so I get the, the, the people who don't like Waddle just because of the depth of target, but I think he's explosive enough where he can, you know, take one of those for a big play and maybe make something happen. But let's talk about uh, some other stacks, some tournament stuff here, but first a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The NFL season is heating up and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football all season. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 site credit. 
Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features a million dollars in total prizes in, in first place and receiving $100,000 and a ton of overlay in prizes in this contest. Play daily fantasy football at Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started there. So we talked about our favorite stacks already. Uh, you stole my Bengals one, so I'm, uh, I'm going to give you credit for that one. I took Dallas uh, just because, I mean, it's kind of obvious. But say you're, guy, you're playing tournaments. You want to do something different. I think that Cincinnati is, is, the, is the way that I would go. I'm running it back with Brian Edwards if I got to do it. I just uh, I like the price saving from Renfro. Um, I don't love how Waller's playing right now, but I, I would I, I have no problem going with Waller. I mean, 6,100, his price come down a little bit. He's pretty close to those other two receivers. Sorry, Brian Edwards is 4,100, right? 5,100. 4100 4100 right? 40, 40, So that's yeah, I, I like the price drop off uh, off off Renfro there a lot and I like it off Waller too, but I would understand going with Waller. If I were to do it though, I'd go Waller over over Renfro for pretty much the same price now that they're now that they're so close. But um we mentioned Dallas, obviously we mentioned Kansas City plenty, so we're not going to take that, but what about some sneakier stats? Where would you go if you wanted to get away from uh KC Dallas? You weren't going Cincinnati. Is there any place else you want to go like I'm going to tournament here. I'm going to go big. I'm going to get a, a big game out of a couple guys here and be a little different from someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough to find spots with, with all these low total games, but don't, first I'm going to go don't, to, don't, don't take mine this time. Yeah, I, I hope not. I, I'm going to go to a place that we've mentioned for a few reasons already. And it's Miami. Um, yep. Two is cheap. Um, great matchup. Jalen Waddle, I agree with everything you said. I like Waddle. I like Waddle more than most people. Um, I don't care about the depth of target. Uh, he's an explosive player. He can take it to the house, you know, on a screen, you know, anything. Um, and then uh, Gasicki, I don't mind Gasicki either in that game. He got zero, uh, zero catches last week, although he did S- see seven, seven targets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I like going back to Gasicki um, and it, it, it's it's a nice stack because it's cheap, uh, no matter who you go with. And um, you don't have to run it back with a jet, but you can. Um, I was who, looking... Who, who is that Who is that jet? It would be my, my biggest question in this one. Okay, yeah, that, that is the biggest question. And it's tough because, you know, you could make an argument for Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder, or Michael Carter. Um, I looked at the like four Carter. games that Flacco started with the Jets two years ago. Um, in two of those games, one Crowder had 13 targets and another, he had 10. Um, I'm just, you know, the way Joe Flacco plays and, you know, being an older quarterback, who's not mobile anymore, I'd expect him to try to be getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to target Michael Carter the way that, uh, Mike White did, but I'm pretty sure he'll be targeting Jamison Crowder. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you don't have to run it back with a jet. I get it. If you don't want to, I might not either, but I don't mind Crowder and, you know, I guess take a shot on Corey Davis or Elijah Moore. Um, but yeah, that's, I think I would do it with Carter, but I really like the point you made on Crowder there. I think you're right with Flacco, um, what he's going to do. I think I, I like Flacco with Carter because I think he jumps it down. But if I didn't know the receivers, um, I think it would be Crowder just based on the fact that I think he's going to do a lot of underneath work. I mean, you look at Crowder kind of quietly the last four weeks, six, nine, seven, and six targets. Granted, he hasn't done much with it. He had one good game in there. 
where he's eight for 84. The other games were under 40 yards. So it's probably not going to be, um, you know, a lot. We kind of hope is that he get he catches seven balls and maybe scores a touchdown. It's kind of how it works. And then, then you really get there and he's, he's priced uh, well. And so you, you can get there with that. But uh, yeah, mine is uh, mine's different here. Mine's uh, a stack that I don't think anybody's going to play. And I do like it this week. Um, in a really good matchup, I just think it's going to get lost a little bit. But I like uh, I like uh, Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown against Houston. I think that Houston will make people look at it, but I just think there's so many ways to go. And I think AJ Brown is 7700, which puts him in that range with the other three guys we talked about. I think he gets lost in that range again. I just think that people are going to go elsewhere. Tannehill 6700, so you can kind of you, you save some money there. You maybe can go a second uh, expensive receiver with Brown, or you could play a McCaffrey that sort of thing in this lineup. Um, great matchup. No Derrick Henry to lean on, which I love for Tannehill, both at the goal line. Maybe, you know, you get, he, he likes to run that run option a, a little bit. Um, you wonder if they're game scripted, like if they, if they're up 21 to three on Houston, how much they really throw the ball, but you know, the Texans are 20th in YPA at 8.1. So they are, they can't, they can't stop the pass. And, uh, we've talked about it many times. I love wide receivers. Stud wide receivers off really bad games. And AJ Brown was really bad last week. One for 16 on four targets. Five for 42 the week before that. So that's back to back really bad games after the after the big blow up game he had earlier. Um, but I mean, so you take out the four targets last week. It was obviously a, a bad game, but it was nine, nine, eleven, eleven the four games before that. Obviously, really involved. Houston's allowed 9.2 yards per target, which is bottom five in the NFL. Um, I think this is a stack that makes a lot of sense. If Houston can just do a little bit to stay in this game, it could get really good. And I think it's going to be under uh, under roster this week. And it's an easy run back, too. You just play Brandon Cooks on the way back. Brandon Cooks is only 6,000. Um, gets a ton of targets. Very involved. If they're down, um, you know, hopefully A.J. Brown scored twice to put them down. But you get Cooks with a lot of targets coming back. I think it's a stack that uh, I'm going to be playing. I'm going to play on the, a, a lineup or two. And I, I really like how it pieces together this week. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you'd say that one, actually. Really like it, too. And uh, you mentioned, you know, the worry is Tennessee goes up 28 nothing or something, but that's not always that bad because Tannehill might have all four of those touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the hope, right? I mean, they just yeah. they just don't have a, a running back they're going to feed, which is which is key. And, I mean, they, they'll run the ball a bunch if they're up, but it's not like they're like, all right, we're up 14, let's just hand it to Henry 100 times. So I think, it's, I think their offense just kind of plays different. And then uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I love A.J. Brown, and I, I wouldn't mind adding a second Titans pass catcher. Um, Marcus Johnson, I don't know. He looked uh, he looked good last week. He really did. Five, five caught five balls on six targets for a hundred yards. Um, they're they're looking for a number two wide receiver without Julio Jones. You got to think he's going to get opportunities again. Um, so if you want to add another receiver to that stack, I think it makes a lot of sense for only thirty five hundred. I, I do too, and I had him as a guy to uh, to talk about kind of the cheap receivers. I think you could play him in a tournament like just without Tannehill, just like as a if you want to if you need a cheap price, you need someone to slide in there. I mean, I, I like not only the targets, but I liked how he looked. I, like he was catching the ball and getting the ball upfield. He looked fast, um, and you're right; they're looking for a second guy. They don't have one, and I think that I think he's playable. Um, I think he's playable in a, in a, in a tournament as, a, as your cheap receiver to save some money. I think that I think that works just by himself too. I agree. Yep, you can play him just naked. Yep. So let, let's talk about the expensive running backs. We haven't talked a lot there. We talked about McCaffrey. I think he's 8,900 on FanDuel. 8,400, 80, 89? 89. Um, 89. So we've got this like group of four, five guys that like, kind of right beneath him that are 7,600 to 8,200. It's an interesting range. And like all studs, like obviously the price of every reason, but you know, some are some tough matchups. But we have, we have Dalvin Cook at 8,200. We have Jonathan Taylor, 8,300. Nick Chubb is fascinating because the matchup's amazing. He's key. He got activated off the COVID IR today, but 
We have no idea like how healthy he is, how his how his cardio is, how he's how he's in shape he is, how much they use him. But he's seventy eight hundred. Zeke is seventy seven hundred, and I think you know a game where everybody wants it, you're gonna get some pieces there. But I think people are gonna go with the passing game. So I think I don't think you have Zeke at seventy seven hundred be too high. And then Joe Mixon seventy six hundred. So there's this there's this weird range of guys below McCaffrey, but above the Connor and AJ Dillon uh, range. Um, so I don't think any of these guys are going to be super popular. What are you doing in this range? Is there anybody you're going to play? Do you like one more than the other? Where do you fall in these five guys? Yeah, this is a tough range. Um, there are some guys I'm considering. Um, so Dalvin Cook, um, last year he had five touchdowns against the Packers, three <laughs> in one game, two in the other. That'll work. Um, yeah, that's that's what Minnesota is going to want to do, I, I think. Um I don't know if I'm going to go there, but uh, it makes sense. Um, Nick Chubb, I think, is my favorite. Uh, there's a, there's concerns. Every every reason you mentioned is a concern. But do you do you that... need do you need a quote from the coach of something like, "Oh, he looks great. He's fine. Full workload." Do you need something like that to play him? Um, I would like something like that to play him. I just. As long as I don't hear that he's limited or that okay. like he might split, but like if if I don't hear anything, I think that's okay. Yeah, you'd like a quote, um, but if you don't get one for all the reasons you mentioned, he'll be like less popular um, than he would be normally in this spot. Um, the because if Brown, if he's if he's healthy, Chubb at this price against Detroit, like everybody's playing him. So it's, I mean, they get up sixteen touchdowns to running backs. It's a, they're they're horrible. They're bad. I think Cleveland's going to smoke them. I think Cleveland's going to be up. Um, it's just interesting because you, you can get him a spot. He, he would be super popular otherwise. So it's a, it's a fascinating play this week. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I think I might need a quote a little more than you do. Yeah. Um, and just like you said, as far as the matchup, this Browns-Lions game has the biggest O-line, D-line mismatch on the slate. The Browns have the third-rated offensive line in the NFL. The Lions, I believe, have the 29th-rated defensive line. So wow. just a great, huge uh, mismatch. Great, 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 stat, great stat right there. I love that. Um, and then, yeah, Zeke. I think Zeke's interesting. I agree with you that people are going to target the passing game. Yeah. Um, but – I could see the Cowboys slowing this down. And if you have Z or trying to slow this game down, at least um, earlier, I believe, I forget what week it was. It might've been week two or three. Um, the Cowboys chargers game was just like mega chalk. Uh, it had a mid fifties total. Everybody targeted it similar to this game and it ended 20 to 17. I mean, it went way under for a while. Um, the Cowboys, the Cowboys were slowing it down on offense for a while. And you got to think, you know, if they get an early lead, they would like to just lean on Zeke. I mean, that's the goal. And if you just roster Zeke in that game, instead of the pass catchers and instead of the quarterbacks, and that game goes the right way, that's a lot of leverage for tournaments. So I do like Zeke. Um, what about how, you? How, how crazy is a um, one-off Tony Pollard play in a, in a tournament at 4,700? um too crazy a, no not too crazy i don't know about as a one-off like it feels like it'd be good um yeah i mean sure i guess a one-off's fine but like what kind of game script do you want for that i feel like you want the cowboys trailing and playing catch-up so he catches passes or or up a couple touchdowns and they don't use zeke as much but yeah there's it's a hard to find a game through that i mean the obvious game script is that like zeke gets banged up a little bit which has happened a couple times i mean that but it's hard to bank on that but 
He's just so good and so cheap. I mean, he had he had he had 17 touches last week. Wow, yeah. I mean, you gotta think a lot of those touches were because they won by 40. It did. Like, I mean, and it took him out, but he had, he had six catches last week. Uh yeah. I it's 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 he's just so cheap that and there's not a lot of like obvious, there's not there's no super obvious cheap running backs below the guys we talked about. There's no like four thousand, you know, there's no there's no Dearness Johnson this week because uh, it would be Dearness oh, yeah, Johnson if he, if he was playing, if it was Dearness Johnson was starting, it'd be him again. But I mean, Paul is just so cheap and in a high scoring game. I wonder if it's if you do play if you do play a stack in that game, how do you how do you piece him in there if you want to get someone super cheap? You just play him, you play him like with Dak and CD and hope that they they, they pass the ball a lot and they dump it off to him. Yeah, or or you play him with like Mahomes and Tyreek or with Mahomes and Kelsey. And you know, uh KC is up double digits and Dallas is chasing the game the whole second half. And right. you know, maybe he catches six balls again and maybe he finds the end zone. Yeah. Um yeah, you could play him with Dak too, like you mentioned, but I just feel like he's going to get more work if they're down 10 in the second half or something like that. Makes sense. No, that's it. I just thought, I just thought, we were talking Zeke. I just I looked at Pollard and he's 3,000 cheaper. It's just, a, it's an interesting salary there. Um, the only guy in that range, Mixon. Mixon scored the last six weeks, five touchdowns total last three weeks. So really coming on. Hasn't topped 100 yards rushing since week one. I just, I think I like the passing game so much here that I probably won't get to Mixon at the, at the price. Right, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go overlooked by everybody, me included. Yep. I'm, I'm looking yep. at his game log. He's he's put up over 25 and three out of the last four weeks. And like these spots where we love Cincinnati um, and we love the the passing the passing game. Well, you know, there's plenty of scenarios where the passing game takes them inside the five yard line a bunch of times, and Mixon yep. ends up with three touchdowns. Yep. So I really like Mixon as like a lower rostered tournament play. He has five plus targets in three of the last four too. He has a zero in there also, but he's like been, been involved in the passing game too. And I think that uh, I don't think anybody's going to get to Joe Mixon this week, which makes him, like you said, intriguing for tournaments. Uh, real quick on, on on expensive, low rostered guys. We've talked about like five receivers that are in the, the 77 to 8,400 range. I haven't even mentioned Justin Jefferson. Do you think Justin Jefferson's going to be super low roster this week, even off the big game that we talked last week about the, the offensive quarters, like we got to get Jefferson more involved. Well, 11 targets, nine for 143. Um, no Jair Alexander for Green Bay obviously helps receivers. Um, it's hard to get him in because you just think that in this game, people will go Devontae and then you can't, it's hard to play both of them. You could, but it's really hard to play both of them. Um, you think Jefferson is uh, like 7% owned this week, something like that? Yeah, I do. Um makes him a really good tournament play like yeah. yeah everything you said it's just it's hard to click jefferson when you have tyreek and adams just right there yeah. at the same price um we even and, mentioned I mean, Diggs is right there too yeah yeah no that that's a really good call for gpps um he's gonna be i'd guess like five percent you know maybe less in some tournaments even yeah i just think he's the name in there that everybody loves him i think he's the name that people uh bypass week and figure just not not the week to play him so um, let's talk about some mid-range guys, uh, but first a note from our sponsors at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you can claim your free RotoWire subscription. Number one, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a $100 deposit bonus up to $100. Play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. 
So Ryan, we've talked about uh, the 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 popular guy running backs in the six thousand. We've talked about a lot of the expensive ones. Um, if you want to get a little different from Connor or AJ Dillon this week, uh, I didn't. I don't love the mid range this week as much. Like, I think a couple weeks ago, I loved the mid range running back. Um, I like James Robinson, sixty four hundred. James Robinson at sixty four hundred against the Forty ers uh, just because he's so involved in the running game and the pass game. You know, last week he missed uh, missed a, like a week and uh, pretty much two weeks. He left early the game before, but he still had what sixteen touches, five targets. Um, in that same game, if Eli Mitchell plays, uh, he has not practiced yet, but I think he's going to play. Um, I like him at fifty eight hundred. A Forty ers team that is going to emphasize the run like no tomorrow the second half of the season that's what they want to do you know Mitchell last week wasn't super efficient but he got 27 carries he's clearly the guy whenever he's healthy um you know Jags are pretty good actually at yards per carry they're pretty good against the run but you think if the Niners get up in this game um, Mitchell could be really nice there but uh, you mentioned Miles Gaskin where are you going in this mid-range because I uh, I had trouble finding guys to kind of get off if I want to get off uh, go different than Connor or Dylan or maybe play someone else in this mid-range with them uh, how'd you feel about this range yeah, there's there's not a lot here. Uh, I agree with you. I like uh, Eli Mitchell, uh, 27 carries last week, and a, yeah. you know a pretty good matchup at Jacksonville. Yeah, everything you said is spot on. Jags pretty good against the run, but like a pretty bad team. And San yeah. Francisco just wants to run the ball. So 5800 is a good price uh, still for Mitchell in that spot. And then one question before I move on for that: If Eli Mitchell sits and inactive, do you play Jeff Wilson at fifty one hundred pretty easily, pretty quickly, or do you worry that maybe it's a uh, you know a bunch of guys that get touches at that point? Uh, well, I definitely worry that it's a bunch of guys, but I still play Jeff Wilson. I think yeah, it's I, a good, I think it's a good gamble, don't you? I think he's very clearly the second guy. I don't think he would like walk into full uh, Mitchell carries. You know, they probably have Trey Sermon active. Hasty's hasn't practiced either, but. Um, I think he's enough of the second guy. I think there's enough touches there that I, I think I'd pretty clearly play Wilson if uh, if Mitchell wasn't inactive. Yeah, me too. I think he you could still expect you know upwards of 20 touches. You yeah, know, even if it. even if they give it to some other guys too. So yeah, I yeah that's a good call. Um, this lower range for running backs tough. So let's start Daryl Williams now. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That's important news because that's. Uh, that's the game, you know, that Kansas City Cowboys yep. game is a great game to target. Um, Daryl Williams was great against the Raiders. Uh, they finally started to use him in the passing game more. Um, and I think that would happen again in this matchup. But if Edwards Hilaire is active, yeah, I wouldn't be quite as interested. So keep keep an eye on that news. Um, I think David Montgomery is an I think David Montgomery's in play. Uh, Fifty five hundred is a good price. It's not the greatest matchup against Baltimore, but we've seen Baltimore inconsistent this season, and they've given up some points and they've played badly against other bad teams. Um, so yeah, fifty five hundred for Montgomery if he's going to get like the majority of the work. I, I, I think that's okay. And then maybe one other guy who kind of an kind of an off the board guy. Um, Dante Foreman, 4,900 for the Titans. Um, you know, he looked good last week. Uh, and he, he caught a couple passes, and the matchup's great. Uh, you know, you know, it's a stretch down here looking for guys, but I don't mind Foreman. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. What about you? Any of these guys like standing out for you? It's standing out, definitely not. But you mentioned all the ones that I'm interested in. I, 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 every time I look at Montgomery, I'm like, 5,500 is so cheap. And I just like, uh, I just don't know if I want to do it against the Ravens. But mm-hmm. um, I think Daryl Williams, uh, if CEH sits, is probably the way to go. I mean, he had nine catches last week. You know, the Chiefs finally were like, you know what? You want to play this defense? We're just going to take everything, uh, everything you give us, and we're going to move down the field. And work. I mean, they killed the Raiders, and and that, that it's funny because that opened up the deeper stuff. They got some deeper stuff later in the game. Williams had that touchdown down the sideline where he caught the ball, stole it from the DB. That was it was pretty nice. So I think yeah, I think he's interesting just in that you want to you know you want a piece of that game. Um, I looked really hard at Foreman. I just worry that they play three guys. Like he had yeah. twenty, he had twenty one snaps last week. Like. He had 11 carries and two catches. Like it, it worked. He looked good. He had a he had a nice catch. He had 40 yards receiving. It just I hate playing a guy who's going to be on the field for 20 snaps, despite the fact that he was they used him a lot and they, they just should have a lead. They should use him on. He's my favorite guy there. But I, they get in the five and they want they want to freaking hand the ball to AP. Like it's just it's it's hard to get there. But I think I I think I'd play Tony Pollard before I played Foreman. So there's yeah. There's I was just going to say that you'd almost rather take a shot on Tony Pollard, right? Yeah. What about that? What about the receiver mid range? You kind of mentioned my favorite guy in here is I, I really like Tyler Lockett this week just because he's so cheap. Now he's six thousand. Um, I know he's bad last week. He was two for twenty. He still had eight targets. He hasn't scored since week two. Like it just you get that feeling when we have guys that you get a feeling like there's a, there's a Tyler Lockett game coming. He had uh, like twelve catches the week before that. Like that was with Geno Smith. But I just think that I think we got Russ. You just, he was bad last week. We just got one week to get going. Like we had with Dak coming up. We have office injury. This is a longer injury from Russ. You'd like to think that he's fine. Like there's always a possibility. Maybe he's just not, he played too soon, but um, I like, I like Lockett a lot of success. When you get a receiver like that price down, I always tend to kind of gravitate towards that, but you play Metcalf too. He's under 7,600. He played, he's a nice one-off also. Um, You know, he hasn't had a hundred yards since week three, but that's kind of cheating. He had a 95 and a 98 in there, but Metcalf hasn't topped 107 yards in the game this year. Like that is wild to me. The only thing I'm scared with these two guys, there's a quote that typical Pete Carroll midseason fashion. He said something like, "We need to run it more." I'm just like, "My God!" The best, the best meme I saw was whoever their punter is. I think it's someone Dixon. It said like, "Let Dixon cook," and it had it had a play on the, on, the, on the let Russ cook, and like it's just so frustrating. Like you have Russell Wilson, like let him run your offense and do what he does. But Arizona's been tough on wide receivers, so I think I might take the savings and just go without Lockett at six thousand. Uh, we mentioned Brandon Cooks. I like him at six thousand too. But who else? Uh, who else do you like in this in this mid range? Kind of you know, not the cheapies, but between. I think we kind of hit most of them. We we talked about Jalen Waddles. Is there anybody else in here in this like you know forty five hundred to sixty five hundred range that, that that you find yourself liking? Yeah, I I think we kind of hit most of them. I agree. Like I love Lockett. I, I'm pretty sure this is the cheapest Tyler Lockett's ever been when Russell <laughs> Wilson's the quarterback. So yeah. Um, yeah, what, Waddle, uh, it, it, the same range. Do you like, do you like DJ Moore at all with cam at 5,900? I mean, you're talking about cheapest range. We haven't had DJ Moore at 5,900 for a while either. I love DJ Moore, but man, I don't know. I don't even, I don't know if cam helps him, hurts him. I don't know what we're getting there. Yeah. I love DJ Moore too, but I don't like playing receivers that have cam Newton as their quarterback. Yeah. yeah I just, I just can't do it. Um, looking a little cheaper. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot. It's I think it's guys we mentioned. Um, I again, I, I like Boyd for tournaments just because Chase and uh, Higgins are going to be popular. How, how much is Boyd? Uh, Boyd's forty eight hundred. Coming um, off his coming off his worst game as an NFL player too. Coming off his worst game as an NFL player, and the uh, the two games before that, he had eight and seven targets. Um, and I, 
if a, a little a little football analysis, the Raiders, um, the pass rush is the best thing about the Raiders defense. Um, they've been getting to quarterbacks pretty quickly. So that that bodes well for Tyler Lockett, you know, if Burrow's gonna get the ball out quicker a few times. You mean um, you mean Tyler Tyler Boyd? T- sorry, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler Boyd. A lot, yeah. A lot of, a lot of um, Tyler's going on, but yeah. yeah. Um I agree with you. What the only thing I want to mention here? Do you have any? If, if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, Christian Kirk at fifty seven hundred, I think is workable. But I, I think I'd have to have Kyler Murray. Like I know Kirk had eight targets last week, but I just don't want to play someone with Colt McCoy. If I'm, you know, we're playing DMs, I get to pick who I want. I just don't think I want to get involved in that offense. Uh, but if Kyler plays and D Hop doesn't, I'm going. I'd go Kirk at fifty six hundred pretty pretty quickly. Yes, yeah, definitely. And also, if Kyler plays and D Hop doesn't, I'd be okay with AJ Green. 4,600 yep. even. Yep. Um, yeah. One of those, one of those receivers with Kyler Murray is probably going to have a good game. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't go there with Colt McCoy. Um, yeah. Looking a little bit lower. I don't know. There's, it's tough down here. G- Gallup. We mentioned Gallup's probably the best in this cheap yeah. range. Um, I don't know. Is any, anyone else down here you like? There are two that I like, and we've already mentioned we've already mentioned three guys. We mentioned Gal, we mentioned Brian Edwards, we mentioned Marcus Johnson. The other two I like, uh, forty five hundred. I like Rashad Bateman. We talked about Lamar a little bit up top. We didn't talk too much more about uh, you know Marquise Brown at seven hundred. Probably no one's going to have again in that range, but I think he's playable. But I like Bateman at forty five hundred. He played less with Sammy Watkins back, but still eight targets last week, six catches, eighty yards. Didn't score, but uh, you know that's 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 a couple of games where he had eighty yards. I just think he's a nice talent for the price. I think that, uh, you know, at some point when you get a, a Rashad Bateman blow up game, 4,500 for someone this talented, I, I always like to do. Uh, the Bears are allowing an NFL high 9.8 yards per target to receivers. So I, I think it's a good spot there, too. Um, I like that. The other guy I played down here, and I, but I play Bateman over him. Uh, Traquan Smith at 4,400. I hate the Saints Eagles game. Like, there's just no part of this I like at all. But he played he had seven targets last week. He's the guy who's playing the most of their receivers. He's playing more than Marcus Calloway, playing more than Deontay Harris. He had 66 snaps each of the last two weeks. So he's on the field a lot. Sean Payton trusts him more than he trusts the other receivers. I think I think he's a decent volume kind of floor play at the price. I think he'll he'll get snaps, he'll get targets. Um Rashad Bateman excites me a lot more, and so does Michael Gallup, though. Uh yeah, we're on the same page as you with Bateman. Um eight what targets. About, oh, go ahead. So, no, yeah, I just want um, Sammy Watkins being back. Um, that did worry me, but it doesn't really worry me like anymore. And going forward, I mean, unless unless he starts to show more, he only played. I think he played a third of the snaps uh, last week, and and he like noticeably didn't look great. I think Bateman's like clearly the number two guy going forward. So yeah, I really like that call. And then I guess just one other guy because I think I mentioned this guy basically every podcast, but. <laughs> Nicole Hardman, uh, just it, it's such a great uh, game environment and it's a good price. And, you know, he's bound to break a long touchdown soon. I know he hasn't really done it this uh, recently, um, but he's still seeing targets and he's on the field all the time. So I, I think that's OK. Yeah, I was a little worried how little he played last week, uh, you know, but it's just one of those guys that you can hit any time. I mean, you can play Brian Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle um demarcus robinson like picking between those three guys is just so tough for me that i usually just don't do it but mm-hmm. you know any of the three of them in that, in that game you want a cheap piece of that game it, it, it can work really nicely yeah pringle you're right pringle 
might be the better play. I don't know, $600 cheaper and more targets. Yeah, take your pick, really. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's, I mean, it's just, you know, Harbin was quiet last week, but had 13 targets two weeks before that. So it's kind of take your pick if you want a cheap piece. But what about that? What about tight end? We mentioned Darren Waller at 6,100. I don't love a lot of tight ends. I'm finding it hard to find a guy that I'm like, just going to go play that one. I have a couple of cheapies I want to talk about, but where are you going at uh, tight end this week? It felt like a uh, a weird week at tight end. Like last couple, last couple weeks, we had like, oh, we just go here cheap or here expensive, kind of, kind of call it a day. Um, obviously, Travis Kelsey will be popular at 7,100 um, coming off. Uh, you know, he had the quiet game and he has two big games. He's at 18 targets, uh, two big games. He had 119 yards receiving last week. So obviously, Kelsey's in the mix um, for any kind of Mahomes stack or if you want to come back on a Dallas stack or you want to play him by himself. Um, what else besides Kelsey are you interested in this week? Yeah, it t- tight end's tough. I think it's, I think for cash games, it's it's probably the last position you fill out. Again, I agree. Kelsey's the best play, and and he looks good again, and he's cheaper. You know, he's still pretty cheap. You know, Kelsey was over eight thousand for the first five yeah. weeks of the season, and and that was probably the right price for him. It's it's a little cheap right now. Um, but yeah, as far as other tight ends go, um. Dan Arnold's treated us really well. Um, yes. he's, he's finally gone up in salary, a pretty decent hike up to 4,100, but I think you can still go there. I mean, he's basically the number one wide receiver for that team. Eight targets, seven targets, 10 targets. Um, and he's just, he's just getting there every week. So I think Dan Arnold is okay. Cheaper than that. Um, yeah, some guys that I didn't think I'd be mentioning. Um, Cole Komet, 3,400. That's, that's my play this week. You like Cole? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was very impressed with Fields uh yeah. the last game he played. You know, yeah, it was surprising and encouraging to see how well Fields played. And he's been targeting Komet. So for thirty eight hundred or thirty four hundred, I really like that. Um, and then one other guy. You might have you might be mentioning this guy as well, but 3100 Gerald Everett saw eight targets last week. Um, I've seen I'm seeing that he hasn't practiced at all this week, but yeah, 3100 for the Seahawks tight end again. Like the all these Seahawks pass catchers are underpriced, so I wouldn't yeah. mind going there. Uh, wh- what about you, Scott? What cheap guys are you looking at? Yeah, I mean you kind of hit mine. I think I'm Komet or uh, Dan Arnold. I just I like how. Field is throwing the ball kind of in the seam to commit. He had some 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 shots there last uh, last game they played. I think they were on by last week, but six six and eight the last three weeks. And the last the last game was good six for eighty seven. Um, so I do like that thirty four hundred. I think Komet was a guy we kind of liked preseason as you know he was a high draft pick. He was getting a new quarterback, and it just the, the Bears offense was so bad for so long. And you know none of the receivers have really stepped up. Allen Robinson has been a bust all year. Darnell Mooney I like, but. Um, I think Komet is a, is someone here that you can play at 3,400. I think Arnold at 4,100 is very playable. Again, they're using him a lot. And the last guy I mentioned, like I, I think that there'll, there'll be some uh, some roster up here. We talked about him when the Dallas stack, but Dalton Schultz is uh, what six uh, 4,600. He was really quiet last week, really quiet the last three weeks. But if you want a piece of this game, 4,600 has got an easy thing to click and, and get some action in this game. I think Michael Gallup back actually hurts him more than anybody. I think there's like that third option that Dak went to is now Gallup instead of instead of Schultz. But you know he has some touchdown equity down there. If they get in the red zone, that they could look to him. I think he's just a cheap piece of the big game. But I'd probably go twelve hundred cheaper and go with Komet as like a a guy who's going to get more uh, more attention and more action than anybody. And your Everett call is good. I mean, eight targets last week, thirty one hundred. You know Russell always likes to use his tight end, so I think that works. But I'd probably go Komet down here. Tyler Conklin scored twice last week, but 
had 11 yards. Like I just, I, mean, I don't know, but uh, I think I'd go Arnold and Komet before I went Conklin. He'd probably third in this mix for me. Yeah. And then just the last thing I'll say is because this tight end, this tight end is, I would say pretty weak this week in the lower range, at least. Yeah. Um, I think you can go, if you find a $2,500 guy, you like, you can go with it this week. Um, and I guess I, I bring that up because when I was looking at my Miami stack, um, I was considering running it back with even someone like Ryan Griffin. Um, Flacco likes to target tight ends. And again, I'm, I'm not necessarily touting Ryan Griffin, but he had seven <laughs> targets uh, the week before. I just think you can play a $2,500 tight end if you want to. Um, if one of the one of these questionable guys is out, like if Everett's out, if, if Goddard's out, if I, I don't know, whoever. Um, I just don't think there's a lot of opportunity cost at tight end. So take some chances in tournaments. Yeah, that's an interesting point on Everett being out. I guess you could go with uh, you could go with Will Disley if Everett's out because he's twenty five hundred. So that's a, uh, and it's a week where like you might need that punt at tight end. There's so many expensive guys we could talked about. Not a ton of um, easy salary savers. So maybe that's the spot that you do it. But speaking of salary savers, uh, defense is always a good spot to try and do that. And this is a week where you know Tennessee's playing Houston at thirty nine hundred and it, you, you playable. Miami at thirty six is playable. I think it's going to be a week we're going to need to save some money at defense. At least I'm going to. As I was building lineups, like I found myself jumping down into like thirty one hundred and below. I just couldn't get to Tennessee and Miami without sacrificing something. But um, among the cheaper defenses, I think everybody will agree that Tennessee and Miami are good plays. They're playing Houston. They're playing the Jets. Um, they both, uh, you know, Tennessee gets a lot of sacks. Houston gets up a lot of sacks. I think we agree that those are good plays if you can get there. But if you want to save some money at defense, where uh, where are you going? There's one that I really like, and I'm curious if uh, if you're going to bring it up. I mean, I really like the Browns. Does that, does, does that count as saving? Um, I usually – yeah, I really like the Browns for 3100. You know, I usually like to go all the way down and it's it's tougher this week looking at that low 2k range. It's tough to kind of find I don't know anything to get excited about. Uh, you know, I I've got I, I've got a mid twos I like, but I don't I there's nothing in the low twos that I like. Yeah, okay. I, um, mid twos um you know, okay, I, I would like Seattle if Kyler Murray's out. Um I was initially considering Washington just because I like to play defenses against Cam Newton. However, um, with with uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young out, it's like it doesn't seem as great. Um, but yeah, this this range is tough. I don't know who do you like, Scott? So there, there's two I like. You mentioned one of them is Cleveland. I mean, they're 3100 against Detroit. I feel like they're a little bit underpriced. I'd put them in the Tennessee uh, Miami grouping, but uh, it's just concerning because they got thrashed by the Patriots last week. Like their defense was terrible. Their offense is terrible too. But the Lions have allowed 10 sacks the last two weeks. Uh, the the Browns have multiple sacks in every game since week two. So I think they're very playable. I think they'll be popular. The one that I like is 2,700. I really like Carolina going against Washington this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Carolina sacks less for weeks, two, three, two, and four. So they've been getting to the quarterback. They forced six turnovers the last three weeks. And Washington, you look at Washington allowed sacks is where I really got excited about this one. The last three weeks, they've allowed five, five, and four sacks. That's 14 sacks last three weeks. So I think uh, your sack floor is really good. And I always liked that in a game like this. Heineke, you know, tends to make some mistakes. He tends to make some chances. He's not super safe, which I like. Um, you know, Carolina gets after the quarterback. I really like this as a – this game is going to be weird. Like, I just, I don't think we know we're going to get – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But I do like uh, – I like the Carolina D at 2,700. I think that, that, that Cleveland's going to suck up enough uh, popularity that I don't think many people are going to play them. 2,700, I really like them as, a, as the way I'm going to save salaries. I think you'll get, uh, you'll get sacks. 
chance at turnovers and maybe hopefully a big play, which is always what you hope for. I think it was uh, at Philadelphia last week, and that uh, that uh, that Darius Slate touchdown was awesome. Where Teddy Bridgewater literally didn't try and tackle him; like he tried not to tackle him. It was pretty wild. But um, so Carolina for me and Cleveland, those would be two I go with. But uh, I really like Carolina, kind of a, a sneakier play this week. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hopping on that Carolina play. You absolutely sold me. Yeah, those those sack those sack uh, numbers yeah. are great, and going against Heineke is a great uh, quarterback to play your defense against. He takes a lot of chances, like you mentioned. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah, I like uh, I like that one. It's, I think I'm just going to go Carolina and the Browns and just kind of call it a day and kind of mix and match those between my teams. If I if I find myself having some extra salary, maybe uh, maybe I'll play on Miami and Tennessee, but I just don't see it with the amount of expensive guys i like this week i think this is gonna be this is it gotta be a spot this week where you save on defense yeah definitely i'm not gonna go higher than the browns yeah anybody else do you want to talk about i feel like we've kind of hit everything we hit our favorite stacks the week we hit uh you know kind of all the price ranges and kind of where they where they're at and who's gonna be popular or not is there anybody else that uh you think we missed or you want to talk about or anything else nfl wise that's on your mind at the moment yeah, no, I think we hit everything. I'm just like going through all the players. Uh, one guy we didn't mention who has a great projection is DeAndre Swift. Um, yep. Still a good salary and, you know, not the greatest matchup against Cleveland, you'd think, but they got absolutely destroyed by New England uh, last week. So, yeah, I don't with, mind going to Swift. Um, without looking, do you know how many touches DeAndre Swift had last week? <laughs> no, but I know – didn't he have like 30 carries or something? He had 33 carries last week. <laughs> Granted, yeah. they went to overtime, but like still he had 36 touches. Like it's without, if Jamal Williams does not play, I think that's a key. You need Jamal Williams not to play. If Jamal Williams doesn't play, like the Browns are good versus the run, but like if they get down, they'll dump it off to Swift a lot. I think he, he, the problem I had is he's, he's expensive. He's 7,000. He's like, he's just not cheap. And there's so many other plays in that range. But yeah, I mean, coming off 36 touches, I mean, that was, I could not believe that line when I saw it. No, I couldn't believe it either. And it's, you know, it, they surprisingly, they did okay on the ground against the Steelers. Who yeah, he, had 100, he had 130 too. yards and the other two guys broke the long touchdowns. It was Igwe yeah. Buikwe and I forget who had the other one. But like, it was so, if, if you had Swift last week, like frustrating because he ran the ball really well, but the two long touchdowns happened to be the two carries he didn't get. So it was a, it was a weird week where he got 36 touches. You still felt like you missed out on some stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, the DFS Friday morning version sponsored by WinBet. We always appreciate everybody listening. If you could please rate or review the podcast, it goes a long way to helping us out also, and uh, we really appreciate that too. Uh, for uh, for Ryan, I am Scott Jensen. If you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he's at our, uh, Ryan. Last name is Belongi. I did it right again. B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I'm at Scott Jensen, J-E-N-S-T-A-D. If uh, as news breaks, you want to ask us questions on there, or talk about who we're playing or moving around. Like last week, we had some, some movement based on Damian Harris not playing. I moved Ramondre Stevenson up and that sort of thing. So if you have any questions on how, how we deal with uh, injuries and news and any COVID news, anything like that, uh, please hit us up there. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good week 11. We'll be back at you for uh, week 12. We'll have to talk about scheduling next week, but we'll figure it out with, uh, with the holiday week, but we'll figure that one out. Uh, but uh, we'll be back at you next week talking, uh, talking DFS. Hope everybody has a fantastic week and take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.